This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 144. A sitcom review in chronological order. From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer bot, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of 1987. Mr. President premiered on Fox on May 3, 1987 at 9 p.m. George C. Scott, who vowed never to do another TV series after the failure of his critically acclaimed but rating-starved series East Side, West Side a generation earlier, freely accepted a paycheck for this proto-West Wing sitcom. Carlin Glynn played the First Lady, who leaves him after the first season. Maddie Gorman played his younger daughter, Susan Wheeler Duff, his older married daughter, and Andre Gower, his son-in-law. Conrad Bain played his chief of staff, and Earl Bowen and Alan Williams were in the White House staff. When his wife left him, the character's sister-in-law, played by Madeline Kahn, was brought in to help take care of the kids and help sagging ratings. We covered Conrad Bain in episode 93 for Different Strokes, Andre Gower in episode 116 for Baby Makes Five, Earl Bowen in episode 103 for It's a Living, and Madeline Kahn in episode 118 for Oh, Madeline. George C. Scott originally planned to be a writer, but never got anything published. He had a stint in the U.S. Marines, mostly in the Honor Guard at Arlington National Cemetery. He went on to college on the GI Bill, intending to go into journalism, but wound up acting instead. This led to the New York Shakespeare Festival, where he won multiple awards. Broadway beckoned. The Andersonville Trial, The Wall, The Little Foxes, Plaza Suite, Sly Fox, Present Laughter, Design for Living, On Borrowed Time. He was nominated for five Tonys. He got involved in the latter part of live TV dramas and did a number of TV guest spots. In 1963, he starred in East Side, West Side as a social worker in New York slums. The show focused on grim and sometimes controversial topics, prostitution, drug abuse, rape, and that, along with the casting of Cicely Tyson in a major role, made it a hard sell to advertisers. Many Southern affiliates would not air the series due to Cicely Tyson being on the show. It won eight Emmys, but only lasted a season. As noted, Scott went on the record at the time, stating he would never do a TV series again. By that point, he was becoming a major film actor. Anatomy of a Murder, Oscar nomination, The Hustler, Oscar nom, The List of Adrian Messenger, Dr. Strangelove, Patton winning an Oscar but refusing to accept it, The Hospital, Oscar Nam, The New Centurions, The Day of the Dolphin, The Hindenburg, The Changeling, Taps, Firestarter, and Malice. He did go back to TV in the series Traps and was nominated for nine Emmys, winning two. Scott passed in 1999. Carlin Glenn was a life member of the Actors Studio and appeared in Broadway's The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, winning a Tony. 
Film work includes Three Days of the Condor, Continental Divide, Sixteen Candles, The Trip to Bountiful. Apart from a few guest roles in TV movies, Mr. President was her main TV work. Her daughter is Mary Stewart Masterson. Maddie Corman was a child actress, first appearing in an ABC after-school special. The same year, she got a role in the film Seven Minutes in Heaven. Other films, Some Kind of Wonderful, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, Swingers, Made in Manhattan. She would go on to TV shows Square One Television, All-American Girl, Almost There, and Younger. Alan Williams is a longtime character actor with regular or recurring roles on Lou Grant, Knott's Landing, Generations, Days of Our Lives, with a ton of TV guest roles. Films include The Onion Field, Being There, and Against All Odds. Mr. President had quite the pedigree, produced by Johnny Carson's production company, who mostly got out of new TV production after that, co-created by Ed Weinberger, Mary Tyler Moore Show, Taxi, written by Carson, Weinberger, Gene Reynolds of MASH fame, and David Lloyd, Mary Tyler Moore, Cheers, Frazier, and of course, George C. Scott. However, the combination of running on the affiliate Thin Fox of the time, one wonders why Carson couldn't sell this to NBC, and the same reliance on controversial topics as East Side, West Side doomed the series. Even the addition of Madeline Kahn in the second season couldn't save it, and it was gone in 24 episodes total. According to an L.A. Times article, Scott learned of the cancellation while in the hospital for heart issues. I caught an episode on YouTube. The opening, with classic flourishes, runs through presidential history. The episode is just after Scott's TV wife left him, with Madeline Kahn being dropped in. The duo sell the script as best they can. Khan steals every moment she's on screen, except she isn't on screen the whole time. The production looks cheap, perhaps if it had been shot on film. Karen's Song premiered on Fox on July 18, 1987, at 9.30 p.m. Patty Duke returns to TV as a 40-year-old divorcee who gets involved with a 28-year-old, Scandalous, played by Lewis Smith. Her daughter, played by Terry Hatcher, isn't a fan, but Patty's friend, played by Lainey Kazan, is. Charles Levin plays the neighbor and former paramour. We covered Patty Duke on episode 32 for her eponymous sitcom, Because They're Cousins, Lainey Kazan on episode 133 for Tough Cookies, and Charles Levin on episode 116 for Goodnight Beantown. Lewis Smith is best known for his role in the North and South miniseries. He would go on to a run on Beauty and the Beast and films I Ought to Be in Pictures, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, Wyatt Earp, and Django Unchained. Smith later founded an Actors Academy. Terry Hatcher's family were in the sciences, her mother a computer programmer, her father a nuclear physicist. Terry took ballet lessons but studied math and engineering in college. She wound up at the American Conservatory Theater but somehow became an NFL cheerleader for the 49ers. This led to a roll-on, the Love Boat, as a member of the Love Boat Mermaids dancing group Shoehorned into a later season. 
then a run on Soap Capital, followed by Karen Song. There was a MacGyver run, and then a co-starring role on Norman Lear's Sunday Dinner. There's some film work, The Big Picture, Tango and Cash, Soap Dish, all before her best-known role, Lois Lane, on the Lois and Clark Superman series. This was in the early days of the Internet, and a photo of her wrapped up in a Superman cape was the most downloaded pic for months. She was a Bond girl in Tomorrow Never Dies, had spectacular breasts on Seinfeld, and appeared in Spy Kids and Coraline doing voice work. Her second TV hit was Desperate Housewives, earning her an Emmy nom, two Golden Globe nominations, and three SAG awards out of six noms. This made her one of the highest paid TV actresses of the time. Other regular or recurring TV, Jane by Design, Captain Jake and the Neverland Pirates, voice work, The Odd Couple, and Supergirl. Karen's song didn't get many verses, 13 episodes, four of which never aired. Found an episode on YouTube, the opening theme reminds me of an 80s local afternoon talk show. There's some internal monologue which takes us to a flashback and then to more internal dialogue. Hokey. Hatcher's character takes delight in Lewis's misfortune. The script is horrendous. There's a long mother-daughter talk. Well, Duke would get another shot at a regular series. Bust and Loose premiered in syndication in September 1987, not to be confused with the 1977 Alan Arkin sitcom, episode 83. Based on the film, Ruh-Roh, and starring Jimmy J.J. Dynamite Walker as a former con artist, played by Richard Pryor in the film, sentenced to community service working for a social worker, Vanette McGee, who's dealing with four orphans, played by Larry O. Williams Jr., Tyron Perry, Arm Lore, and Marie Cole. Now, we covered Jimmy Walker on episode 71 for Good Times. Vanette McGee got her start in Spaghetti Westerns, Italian-based independent films. She moved into blaxploitation films, including Shaft in Africa and Blackula. Other films, The Iger Sanction, Repo Man, Johnny B. Good. McGee had TV runs on Helltown and Cagney and Lacey prior to Bustin' Loose, then went on to L.A. Law and some TV movies. She passed in 2010. Larry Williams had a run on Webster and would go on to First and Ten. Tyron Perry had just appeared on The Real Ghostbusters prior to Bustin' Loose. Arm Lore played the role of Dancing Boy in the music video of Denise Williams' Let's Hear It for the Boy. He would go on to work for Disney, Peter Pan and the Pirates, voice work, Newsies, The Mighty Ducks, and a Goofy movie, more voice work. He also recurred on Sister, Sister, and later played a role in the film version of Rent. Today, he's a family therapist and psychologist and is married to Adina Menzel. Since Bustin' Loose was syndicated, it got a full season, but that was it. Between the film and the similarly named earlier sitcom, there's very little of this show online. I did find the opening theme, which is desperately trying to be the Cosby Show. Tonight, nearly live from Washington, D.C., Sid and Marty Croft presents D.C. Follies. 
starring Fred Willard, owner of the hottest club in Washington, D.C. D.C. Follies premiered in syndication on September 26, 1987. One of many knockoffs of UK pop culture puppet show Splitting Image. The only human regular is Fred Willard, who plays a DC bartender, where various politicians and celebrities, all puppets, hang out. Each episode would include a human special guest. The Crofts of H.R. Puffin Stuff and Electra Woman fame provide the puppetry, while John Rourke, Louise Duarte, Joe Alasky, and Maurice LaMarche provide the celebrity-slash-puppet voices. We covered Fred Willard on episode 83 for Sirota's Court, and we'll cover John Rourke soon for Out of This World. Louise Duarte got her start with Sid and Marty Croft, a member of Captain Cool and the Kongs, a cast member of the Bay City Roller Show. She also did work on Splitting Image. Duarte hosted a lifetime game show called Rodeo Drive, where she did a number of impressions. Today, she makes appearances on religious-themed programming. Joe Alasky was one of the voice actors who stepped in after the death of Mel Blanc, voicing many of the Looney Tunes characters. He had a huge voice acting resume. These are just the recurring or regular roles he had. Galtar and the Golden Lance, Mighty Mouse the New Adventures, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, Where's Waldo, Tiny Toon Adventures, The Plucky Duck Show, Back to the Future, the TV series, Bonkers, The Baby Huey Show, The Spooktacular New Adventures of Casper, The Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries, Toon Marooned, The Royal Mallard, Mysterious Phenomena of the Unexplained, Rugrats, Duck Dodgers, Lunatics Unleashed, All Grown Up, and The Garfield Show, with live-action work on Out of This World and The Zens. Alasky passed in 2016. Maurice LaMarche took an act from high school where he did Celebrities as Waiters to Open Mic Nights. He worked his way up to a Rodney Dangerfield Young Comedian special. His stand-up career stalled after his father was murdered and he fell into alcoholism. Two years later, he tried again, and then his sister died in a car accident, at which point he walked away from that career. By that point, he was moving up in the voiceover world, having worked on Canada's The All Night Show. When he left that series, he was replaced by Jim Carrey. LaMarche has 389 IMDb roles so far, including regular or recurring voice work on <gasps> Inspector Gadget, Laser Tag Academy, Popeye and Son, Dennis the Menace, Beanie and Cecil, Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters as Egon, G.I. Joe, Fantastic Max, Camp Candy, Gravedale High, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Where's Waldo, Tiny Toon Adventures, Blinkers, Tasmania, Beethoven, Problem Child, Captain Planet and the Planeteers, The Adventures of Hyperman, The Twisted Tales of Felix the Cat, The Pink Panther, The Tick, Bobby's World, Freakazoid, Duckman, The Wacky World of Tex Avery, Teen Angel, Stickin' Around, Animaniacs as The Brain, King of the Hill, Sonic Underground, The Lion King's Timon and Pumbaa, The Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries, Hysteria, Dilbert, Mickey Mouse Works, Pepper Ann, The Critic, The Oblongs, Queer Duck, House of Mouse, Hey Arnold, Kid Notorious, Gadget and the Gadgetinis, Sabrina's Teenage Life, Stripperella, Johnny Bravo, Evil Concarne, Duck Dodgers, 
Kim Possible, The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron, Space Goofs, Xiaolin Showdown, Cat Scratch, Shriekin' School, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, Codename Kids Next Door, Tripping the Rift, My Gym Partner's Monkey, Tack and the Power of Juju, The Replacements, Jonah Hex, Back at the Barnyard, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, The Garfield Show, The Looney Tunes Show, Futurama as Morbo, Ultimate Spider-Man, Avengers Assemble, Robot and Monster, The Legend of Korra, Brickleberry, TurboFast, Kung Fu Panda, Legends of Awesomeness, The 7D, Transformers Rescue Bots, All Hail King Julian, Exiled, Pen Zero Part-Time Hero, Mickey and the Roadster Racers, DC Superhero Girls, Star and the Forces of Evil, New Looney Tunes, Future Work, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, The Powerpuff Girls, The Lion Guard, The Rocketeer, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, American Dad, Big City Greens, Solar Opposite, Carcerem, Rick and Morty, The Simpsons, and Disenchantment. LaMarche provided the voice of Orson Welles in Ed Wood. Vincent D'Onofrio actually stood in for him in person. And Toucan Sam in the Fruit Loops commercials. DC Follies ran for two seasons in syndication, earning two Emmy noms for the voice and puppeteer work. Shout Factory released the complete series on DVD, and it's been available on Amazon Video and iTunes. Found an episode on YouTube. The opening includes watercolor pictures of Washington and really overexplains the premise. Willard does the best he can with what he's given. You know how the Muppets are cuddly? Well, the Croft puppets are the opposite of that. Frankly, they are creepy. When they walk, I'm reminded of Thunderbirds. They introduce each celebrity so you know who they are. More of 1987 sitcoms in our next episode. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out Instagram at sfpodnetwork. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.